Hello everyone, welcome back to Alpha Academy Podcast, a cryptopedia for Web3 builders where we provide insights that will help you kickstart your Web3 project. In today's episode, we've invited Owen Palmer, Head of Business Development at SpookySwap, to discuss today's topic, which is the importance of UXUI and DeFi. So SpookySwap was awarded for Best DApp and Best UX at the Phantom Developer Conference in 2021. So this is like a great chance for founders, especially for designers, to get these UX UI tips from successful projects like SpookySwap. So hi, Owen. Nice to be talking with you today. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm doing really well. Thank you. That's great. So let's start by giving our listeners a quick introduction to yourself and your background. Yeah, sure. So as you had said before, I am Owen Palmer, and I'm head of business development. Now today, since we're going to be talking about the uh, the UX and UI, I will be speaking on behalf of our Spooky Swap UX designer. His name is Forcey. He's been with the Spook team since day one and has been through all the evolutions here. Nice. That's a really cool name, Forcey. So could you give us a quick overview of Spooky Swap? Yeah, sure. So Spooky Swap is a decentralized exchange on the Phantom blockchain. It's consistently been a top five DEX in all of crypto over this past year. We did something a little different than most DEXs in that we focused on volume rather than TVL. So for example, we went with a lower transaction fee at 0.2% rather than your typical DEX 0.3%. We have no venture capital, which is pretty unique for any crypto project. And close to 70% of our, all our governance tokens, who is the governance token, is currently in circulation. As, as we were awarded Best UX, like you'd said, uh, we really pride ourselves on our UI, and we did a few things to make our decks faster than your typical Unifork. We have uh, a couple of things. We have an expert trader mode so people can have more of the decentralized, uh, the centralized exchange experience. We integrated multi-chains bridge, and that's an example of something we did with our UI. Multi-chains bridge for people that have used it. It's a little clunky. It just We just made it really simple and easy, and that's integrated on our site. And we recently added NFT staking. We have a NFT called the Magic Cats, which is typically the number one NFT on Phantom. And uh, you can currently stake that. We have uh, XBU staking. XBU is our kind of like XSushi. So it's uh, it's a version of our stake BU, our governance token, and it takes advantage of buybacks. And uh, currently you can stake a Magic Cat and get a boost on your APR. And that, that about covers what, what we're doing. Cool. So yeah, basically a spooky swap utilizes the phantom network to provide you a high speed, high security, and also like scalable transactions. So like if you're looking to trade or farm a stake on phantom or mint cute NFTs that you mentioned, you must check out spooky swap and yeah. So moving forward, let's discuss more about the UX UI in the crypto space. What do you think is the difference between the role for traditional startups in comparison to crypto projects? Yeah, so the UX UI is still in its infancy overall. Its development, the crypto space, is very much still in the Wild West stage, I would say. The interface many of us become familiar with put in front of us by genius developers who build all the time. But whatever comes naturally, functionally, for creating something that works becomes the faces that we're trained to be accustomed to. So even though it may not be following the smooth shopping cart experiences we're used to, some projects are trying to adopt the same look, but really is the heart of the issue is the flow. So 
that's something that needs to be more time to ferment for everyone to find the right paths to. I would say it's a very, really exciting time right now. How often do we encounter and get to design a new tool, right? You can go as wild as you can and really test the limits of what people will vibe with. I would say as much as UX is shaping the blockchain experience, blockchain is also shaping how we think about UX. Another special thing about being in this space is that you also have to think of the entire walkthrough of something, discovering, reviewing, and finally interacting with the interface as a cohesive package. That means the design includes how someone would enjoy your Twitter feed, read more about details in the docs, how, how they would contact support if they encounter challenges, things like that. Yeah, interesting. Um, sounds very challenging, but also like fun at the same time, given like the UX UI is still in its infancy. So there's like lots to explore and test your limits to find the right path, the right user flow for the best experience. So what do you think are the challenging parts of this role in this space? Man, many, many challenges there are. As mentioned, many projects end up being the byproduct of someone building something for its function, but not how convenient it could be used. For example, just figuring out that you need to add a token to be displayed in your wallet takes some Googling or asking around on Discord. If you're lucky, you get uh, some answers instead of kecks. <laughs> it's not really intuitive. At the same time, lots of us are used to some contradictory conventions at this point. So those actually become best practices. So one challenge is finding necessary changes that both experienced and new users would love. Right. So can you share like what procedure you took to find these necessary changes or like what helped you to overcome these challenges? So really it was learning from other protocols or studying contingent industry interfaces. If you discover an opportunity for change, change, chances are you're not the first to the idea. So luckily you can visit other websites, see how they do it, go on their Discord or Telegram to see if people are happy about it or not. And of course, usability testing would give you the data you want to inform decisions. Right. So doing lots of research on other protocol interfaces would be great help to find those changes and developments that needs to be made and basically check the response from the community to know what works and what doesn't, then perform usability testing to make those to help you make those decisions. All right. So moving forward, let's talk about more on Spooky Swap. What are you currently working on on the UX UI side? Yeah, so kind of what I'd mentioned before. So we recently pushed out the function for our Magic Cats NFT. So now you can put your cats to work at the pool to boost your yield. But I'm always working with the devs together, whatever the newest feature will be. There uh, are still many old design deving ghosts that come back haunting us from when we're crunching for a deadline. The whole limit orders experience is something still in the works. It's really just a constant, it's a constant fight when you have new things coming out and then you have to deal with old problems that, that pop up and you're always just trying to, to fix and catch up. Right. So if you're a cat person, don't miss out and check out their cute cat NFT. I had a look and it's amazing. And they're packed with utilities and help you earn more yield on Spooky as well. So now I want to touch upon on today's main topic, which is the importance of UX UI and DeFi. So how do you think it, the, the UX UI is important in Web3 projects, especially in DeFi projects? Yeah, sure. So the belief in the general public for Web3 depends a lot on what it does, but also on its interface and how our first-time user would educate themselves about it. 
Are they going to feel like the docs are too cryptic for their brain or something they can fully grasp and trust if they click the right things? It's especially important for decentralized finance to achieve that kind of intuitive flow because it's your life savings you're handling with, right? So without clear and trust-inspiring UX, it's difficult to start building that relationship. Yeah, I agree. Like a lot of times it can be quite overwhelming, especially for users who are new to the space, like bad interfaces, user flow can create like a barrier for people to enter the space, especially like when there's there's assets involved. So like what was your UX UI approach when designing for SpookySwap? Man, so with SpookySwap, we really wanted to create a space where people felt like they were managing their finances comfortably at home, making something magical and becoming a wizard in the process. The goal was to give everyone a DEX that's easy to use, fast, and it's just there for your traitorous investing needs. Right. So why did you go with the theme cats and magics? Ah, so so the idea of cats and magic may have existed before the name Spooky was developed. So I think it's it's been around for a while. So what was your thinking process? Like what how do you decide on what to go with? Ah, so who doesn't have who doesn't always have cats and magic on their minds, right? <laughs> we 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 kind of had a ba- brainstorming session and nothing else seemed to fit our concept better than Grim, our wizarding cat, the river sticks, cats being liquid, using magic as a tool of the trade, the powerful and spellbinding contacts, the sense of mystery, just kind of the wonder behind it. Plus, of course, you always have the edginess of the black cat ace. Really, really just the idea, the whole idea that, was, that came about really just started to write itself. Yeah, that makes sense. Like the theme does fit perfectly with the protocol spooky swap. Yeah, so now, as you mentioned earlier, like doing lots of research, whether on other protocol interfaces, research on users will help get you insights to make help make decisions on how you can improve the UX UI. So perhaps could you share how do you conduct the user research to improve your UX UI at SpookySwap? Like what were the process like? Yeah, so we have done some surveys and user testing in the the past to improve our features. Honestly, we really should be doing more of that. I would say you need both qualitative and quantitative research for informed decisions. Quantitative is easier to gather, but harder to get the why of some behaviors, but they really complement each other. Right, so so how come at job was there any change areas of focus? Not really that. We still review suggestion boxes on our Discord and take comments from the community. There's always room for improvement, and there hasn't been as many voices asking for change in the UX. And it's really a case of where we kind of developed a product that was really, that was successful. And so we still get suggestions and comments, but the fact that we've done so well I guess I'm kind of patting myself, patting ourselves on the back, <laughs> is that we, we don't get a lot of complaints. I mean, it's really like people compare us to other products and it's more of a, hey, why can't you do it like Spooky does or something? But but we do always review comments and, and we try to take suggestions. Nice. No wonder you got the best UX in 2021. So how do you recruit people to do your research? Ah, so chances if you go home tonight and you set your alarm for 3 a.m. and you look out at the moon, and if you see a cat appears on a broomstick and stares into your eyes with its lovely eyes for 30 seconds, you'll know then you've been recruited. 
<laughs> right, guys. So be on the lookout to see if there's any cats on a broomstick looking at you. <laughs> so apart from that, any data you use to help you recruit the people? Well, for, um, for research, you always set a hypothesis and find your candidates through a screening process. This can be done with surveys, or we've looked at loot using a service. Really, I would say mostly we've 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 stuck the feelers out there and asked people to to come to if, if they have thoughts on it. Cool. Okay. Now talking about like dark patterns in the UX, meaning like a design that manipulates or trick users to do certain actions. How often do you see it in crypto space? Mm, it's not so common to see the uh, to see in the UX, let alone dark uh, UX. Lots of projects are using templates with predecessors. Unfortunately, these predecessors may be out of obligation to deliver best DeFi products. Sneaking in dark patterns would have been sabotaging themselves. That being said, the use of exaggeration illusions created in marketing campaigns are quite common. It's just in the DeFi space, it, it's not a good idea to do that because you really are kind of shooting yourself in the foot and. And like I said, a lot, a lot, a lot of DeFi is is based on the predecessor. So essentially, they're creating forks of something that already exists. Yeah, agree. So could you share like how much effect does that have on project in the space? Like any example of how it has affect the project? So removing liquidity is quite hard on some projects. The effect is that a lot of people are confused and frustrated. They complain that the project scammed them or taken their money, or then they're discouraged from entering the space. That that seems to be a common theme of it's just something that ends up kind of being confusing and difficult for users. So that's something we often see. Right. So the consequences could be pretty severe for the protocol. So yeah, this is something that designers should be aware of. Like you mentioned before, make sure the UX is clear and trust-inspiring to build good relationships with the users. So apart from that, any tools that you use that really help you as a designer? For a uh, UX designer, a how to, how to work with me introduction letter to your team, that really helps with communication. Miscommunications, your teammates can look up how you want a feedback to be given. I personally like cases built with reason and if you have it or data. So just help the people you work with to really understand how they can best work with you. Yeah, I mean, communication is key when working as a team. And I think doing this would help you work more efficiently, not limited to only designers, but everyone. So aside from that, are there any examples of case study that you think is useful for designers to have a look at? Rather than one case study, good UI is something that I've signed up for. They send out articles about well-researched comparisons and A-B testing results. Cool. All right. Before we wrap up, do you have any advice for UX UI designers looking to break into the space? Yeah, sure. Educate yourself. Try out different projects. With a few hundred USD, if you're on Ethereum, interact with the community, get a sense of what everyone cares about. You can certainly do it. So, so really, just, just you have to practice and educate yourself on what's good out there. Yeah, I agree. Never stop learning and developing your skill. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to share with the listeners for them to look forward to? Uh, I think it's safe to say that we're in the middle of a bit of a bear market. 
right now is the time to be building. And that really is our focus and really should be most people's focus. What we're doing is we're doing, we're trying to evaluate, evaluate what's best for our project and our boo holders. So we're looking at different avenues where we can take this project and really focusing on making the right decision that there's a, there's been, there's been some starts and stops where we thought we knew what we were going to do next and then decide, no, it's probably best we don't. And we were happy about that. So it's really important that you always really think hard about what you're going to do, because when you're making a project, it's a commitment. And that's the way everyone who's building projects should look at it is you're, you're committing to your users for the long term. So you don't want to jump into something you're not prepared for. Lastly, I can say that it are, our UX has been a, a primary important importance for us, and it really does help help the users and, and, and gets a commitment from them for the long term. I, I think it's a great focus that, that we did and more people need to focus on it. Nice. Thank you so much for your time, Owen. It was a pleasure to speak with you today. So listeners, you can follow Owen on Twitter at OwenP30. And also Spooky Swap at Spooky Swap on to stay updated. Or you can check out their website, spooky.fi, to learn more about them. Okay, thanks everyone for tuning in and see you guys again on our next podcast episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye.